Hello, Editor Sif here, with your usual disclaimer that this episode talks about blood and things of that nature. So if you would rather not listen to things like that, I would suggest that you catch us on a future episode and have a good week. Thank you. Welcome to Heathen Weirdos' eighth Coffee Break episode. Today, we are going to talk about blood magic. Um, I feel this is not something a lot of us are terribly familiar with, so we have a guest again today. Um, we have Verdant here, who is far more familiar with us and has some sources that we're going to add. But anyways, my name is Theo. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Jay. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Kenna, my pronouns are she, her. I'm Sif, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Verdant, uh, my pronouns are they, them. All right. So since none of us are horribly familiar with it, today we're going to cover stuff like, should you use blood magic? When should you use blood magic? Should you not use blood magic? And how to do it maybe safer? how to be a little bit safer about it um so verdant i'm just gonna kind of i'm just gonna kind of hand it off to you and let you have the floor now so should you do blood magic no end of podcast um (laughs) kidding uh i can't very well say that when i do occasionally use blood magic however uh as far as i'm aware there may be some like closed traditions that uh you can't really learn about online that this is not the case uh blood magic is not necessary to practice almost anything um so don't feel like you have to just because like you know sabrina does it sabrina sabrina of the sabrina spellman from like chilling adventures of sabrina it doesn't have to be the spellmans and the the house of night or whatever they are not representative of actual witchcraft or any pagan faith like i like i enjoy that show or an entertainment thing like it's so cool and also uh like appeals to my inner darker nature ha 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 um (laughs) you're welcome but like none of that most of that is not accurate and i kind of also blame that show for a lot of the shit we see baby witches doing nowadays yeah. For sure. Oh, God, For yeah. sure. That 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 show was a curse to witch talk. <laughs> I mean, I think a um, lot of things and, are a curse to witch talk. Well, yeah, but especially like literally anything they do, and then also um all of the Hecateans out there screamed the minute they roped Hecate into that. Right. <laughs> Just in their soul. Um but so basically you don't have to do blood magic. Um, should you, if you want to, no, you probably should not because blood is a biohazard. Just 
default, like, um, even your own blood can be a biohazard. So unless you know what you're doing with cleaning up blood, handling bloodborne pathogens, you shouldn't do it. Um, however, I do know because this was me. Uh, people are going to do it anyway. So uh, most of what I am here to talk about today is how to do it safely. If you're going to insist. TV shows and movies where like somebody will need like to get to use blood in like a spell and they'll just take a knife and slash across their palm. Don't do that. Please, please. God, no, please. don't do that. Cut your palm. Stop. Um, there's lots of tendons in there. There's muscles. Um, also, your palm is very dirty. You touch things with it. Don't. World is a filthy um, place. Don't intentionally cut your hands. Don't. Yeah, no. Um, if you're going... It also, like, that... It winds up using way more blood than you actually would need. Like, it... It, it makes a mess. It's... Cause, it's an unnecessary injury. Um, you wind up losing way more blood than you actually wind up needing to. Very easy to require stitches when you slash your palm with a knife. Uh, yeah, you may never... God. Um, if you go too deep, which is very, very possible when using a knife on the palm of your hand, you could permanently cause damage and never have full function of your hand again. I'm going to cut in for a second as someone who has mm -hmm. thoroughly studied like actual anatomy of hands. For people thinking that cutting your hand might be a good idea, I want you to look at the palm of your hand. I want you to poke it. Realize how little flesh there is actually right there. I promise you the tendons that help you contract your fingers make a fist are not that deep from the surface if you cut one you will need surgery and that is not going to guarantee the full function of your hand ever again and you can find all sorts of replacements for blood yeah. but if you're gonna do it and we'll talk about that in a minute but if you're gonna mm -hmm. do it safely burden's got some uh some information and we're gonna drop some links to stuff like how to use a lancing device and um you know and the osha bloodborne pathogens site to give you some more information so Which, uh you should look at the osha's bloodborne pathogen training um before you even consider using blood in your practice just because um even if you live alone somebody can come into your house and they're now exposed to your blood even if you don't have anything like HIV or any of the hepatitises, blood is a biohazard. Mm -hmm. And it is very easy to get sick from blood. Um, like, it's honestly probably one of the worst bodily fluids you could insist on using because it's not necessary. Um, so start with that bloodborne pathogen training. Um, I went with the OSHA site just because that is what I am familiar with. I worked in a vet clinic doing blood draws and all of this. So I am familiar with the OSHA um, 
stuff because I am from the U.S. Other countries may have their own thing. Um, but OSHA will give you, like, just a very good rundown on bloodborne pathogens, um, how to properly clean up blood, um, how to handle it properly. Um, in It's based on, like, based for an accident situation, but it's the same concept of you clean it up, how to clean it up, use gloves, all of this. So now that you know how to safely clean up of the blood, now you, if you're still going to do it, um, how to collect the blood is, um, so what you, the best option would be a diabetic testing lancing device for like testing your blood sugar. You can get these at any drugstore. You can get them on Amazon. They are sterile. They're not going to cause, like, it's very hard to cause unnecessary damage with them. And um, they're designed for drawing blood. And they're designed uh, to be easy, to Yes. Like, it's, um, some of them can be a little confusing, but the ones that you can buy literally off of Amazon are some of the easiest ones i will request mm -hmm. um and i'm sure that it's probably covered in osha training but for people just listening in if you get these things you also still need to dispose of them properly please do not just throw them yes. in the trash yes no absolutely um you can you can buy like a dedicated sharps container from wherever you got your lancing device um you can also make them um it just has to be something that uh, a good, like a, a pretty, pretty decent one for free would be like a soda can, something you can't get your hand into to get the needles and has rigid sides. Um, my mom is a type two diabetic and she uses um, plastic water bottles, like the, some of the thicker ones, uh, because you can't get your hand in there to get the needle back out. So Which, basically, don't use pull-in springs, because that one now, all of a sudden, past couple of years, that one's like, you can totally kill it. So more like the higher-end stuff. Higher-end. So like Dasani, uh, <laughs> smart water, water bottles are, are good. Uh, thick plastic for that. Um, Fiji. Fiji, yeah. And I, I will add that, like, for people listening to us suggesting you buy more expensive plastic, like, water bottles, um, keep in mind that it's, it's, like, if you just go out and buy one, like, if you're going to buy a water bottle anyways. That's all you need. It's all you need. It's just one. And it's way cheaper than a lot of other things. And it's, and it's and still functionally serviceable. And it's, you should not be filling up a... Unless you have diabetes and are therefore testing your blood sugar multiple times a day, you should not be filling up like a Dasani water bottle of used lancets. Um, like it, it should take you probably years yeah. for that to fill up because you shouldn't be doing it that often because no, blood not magic is not necessary to anything and it can be. Like, not just physically dangerous, but, like, spiritually and magically dangerous. Um, so the other thing, once you have your, your lancing device, when you're at the pharmacy getting that, um, get some, like, alcohol swabs. 
like the little little alcohol wipes because like you want to make sure your skin is clean, your hands are clean before you're doing this. Um, and then because I already touched on your hands are dirty. Um, wash your hands. Please. Wash your hands, but also look into getting a device like a lancing device that is. They have like a it's what it's called an alternate site. Um, like cap for alternate site testing because those are designed to be used on your forearm you can do it on your thigh some like not your hands not your fingertips because if you're using blood magic and a spell you're then going to be proceed to be touching things don't want to get blood on your spell work you don't want to get herbs in your fingers because you've now poked <sighs> a hole in your finger oh god that just the thought of that hurts yeah um that this is why we're you know, if you're going to do it, use an alternate testing device. And those are going to hurt less, too. They are. Um, They're going to hurt a lot less because you're using something that has more flesh. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, if you had diabetes and were testing, for blood sugar purposes, alternate test testing, alternate sites are not always the best. But, like, if you're just trying to get blood for magic, blood is blood. Uh, <laughs> anywhere from your body it's fine um, so you're gonna get you know you're gonna look at the alternate site you're gonna look at um, you're gonna get some alcohol swabs to clean the area beforehand um, you're also gonna want to have some band-aids on hand um, because Yes, it's only a pinprick, but sometimes you can nick a blood vessel and it's going to bleed for a while. And you don't want to, like, blood running down your arm because you poked yourself. And um, even if even if you don't, you know what, it's still a hole in your arm or your thigh. It's still or... a hole in your arm. Right. So you want to cover it and make sure it doesn't get dirty. Mm-hmm. And again, get the teeny tiny ones. Because again, it's a tiny hole, but yeah, you can get the little tiny square ones. Yeah. Um, and like people like me who I, I'm very allergic to adhesive. I will still put on a bandaid after doing blood magic because I'm then like, not like, I'm still done doing things. I can't just like wait for it to clot. Like I can't hold like a cotton ball on like a piece of gauze on it and wait for it to clot or anything like that. Because like I have, I'm doing shit. Um, (laughs) And you know, in twenty minutes, and when I'm in twenty minutes, when I'm done, I haven't started reacting to the adhesive yet. It's fine. I just take the band-aid off, clot it. It's fine. But um, yeah, just like ways to like that's something you need to think about. You are causing a wound in your skin, and you therefore need to treat it as a wound in your skin. Um, and. So, like, just make sure you have the supplies necessary, please. Um, Also, don't consider, do not even consider doing blood magic if you have struggled with thoughts of self-harm. Please, absolutely. Do not. Um, If you have, like, if you faint at the sight of blood, obviously, don't do blood magic. If you have um, some sort of blood-borne illness, you have hepatitis, HIV, please don't. 
uh, if you have a clotting disorder, clotting please, disorder, don't, don't. <laughs> Uh, um, if you're like, yeah. if you're a, if you have hemophilia, do you mm-hmm. really want to bleed out because you wanted to use a drop of your blood in magic? Like that seems unnecessary to me. Yeah, if you're on a blood thinner, please. That that seems it seems like right up there, uh, um, at the mm-hmm. top of the dumb ways to die list from witchcraft. <laughs> so it it's so on the other side of this is the fact that there are other alternatives. Mm-hmm. There are alternatives to bo- other bodily fluids. Spit. Spit's an easy one. Oh my gosh, spit's so easy. Yes, you still need to clean it up because mouths are fucking gross, but still. Right. Um, it's not, it's such an immediate biohazard. Yeah. Uh, getting into things that some people may label quote-unquote gross. Other bodily fluids include urine. Yep. Uh, if we want to start going traditional here, witches' bottles used to be and are still. <laughs> a lot of them are. If you're on- doing a traditional witch bottle and not like a witch talk right. witch bottle, right? It's urine is the base. Yep. You pee um, in a jar. Good old classic <laughs> witchcraft. Piss jars. Right. Um. I mean, like it. It's easy. Again, yes, take precautions, you know, make sure it's clean, make sure you're not, you know, accidentally peeing on other things, but... You know, again, if you're going to pee fluid. in a jar, uh, do it in the bathtub, because guess what? That's easily cleaned. Um, and if you are someone who menstruates, you can use a tampon. You can use a tampon. As a source or like- of blood. Mm-hmm. If you uh, use a menstrual cup, yep, that's just a nice, easy collection device. You just instead of emptying it into the toilet, you put it in a jar. Um, but if you're not looking for that, you still want some sort of a taglock, hair, fingernails. I have used a man's social security number as a taglock. Like you can use anything. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for something that's symbolic to blood. Pomegranate juice, cranberry juice, red wine, if you're old enough to purchase and imbibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you also use, uh, you can buy, like, ink, uh, can I said hibiscus tea? Yep. Um, you can also, you can purchase, like, inks that are called, like, dove's blood. They're made with um, botanicals and dyes that are red. They give you... So, like, it looks like blood, but it's not blood. So there's there are tons and tons of ways of getting around using blood. Egg whites, also. Magically, you can use them. Yeah. Thinking about that, yes. So, so now that we've talked about how to do it safely and what alternatives there are. And why you shouldn't do it, because there are um, all these alternatives. <laughs> what about when we should use it and do we have uh, to no you don't have to yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly like I said earlier uh, with the exception of maybe some closed practices that like you can't be learning about uh, through a podcast um, blood is not required blood magic is not required for any any practice 
Now, like if you're if you're learning um, a clothes practice um, through like a teacher, you know, in it, being initiated into it, they're the except they're they're the expert. But like anything you can learn online, you don't need blood for. Uh, something we see in heathen spaces is bloodening your runes. Please don't. Don't need to. Please don't. Uh, no, please. That's super unnecessary and it hurts me. It hurts me greatly because so many heathens don't have a knowledge of witchcraft and the connotation and inherent connection that bloodening your runes has with witchcraft. Because totally valid, not a lot, not a ton of heathens do witch shit. It's fine, they can keep that. But what you're doing magically is tying yourself to 25 tiny pieces that could easily be lost or used against you. Don't make taglocks for things that will be lost easily. Also, a lot of runes are made with, with uh, wood, which is porous. So that will absorb the blood. You cannot clean it all off. And guess what? Now you have a bloodborne pathogen that you're trying to do divination with. That's <laughs> really yeah. it is it is worth mentioning that we do have like a sentence or four about blood magic in heathen sources. There are a couple sagas where it comes up uh writing runes in blood and smearing it to to seemingly activate it or uh it's basically that, but in two different sources. As with all heathen sources, grain of salt it, because we know that Christians are the ones who wrote it down, so we don't know 100% if using blood was actually a thing, or if it was just Christian dudes going, hmm, devil worship, they probably used blood and everything. So grain of salt with that. And I, Just because I'd, it was written down doesn't mean you have to do it. I'd venture to say that it was Christian, you know, the Christian authors going, exactly that ah, devil worship they use blood let's do this now it's Which not ironic that the christians are always like devil worship they're using blood when one of their main main ceremonies let's mm-hmm. drink this blood of this dead man <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm just saying this is the perfect argument for the use of blood as a symbolic rep or wine as a symbolic representation <clears throat> of blood it's so exactly. common. Please just do that. Use red paint if you're trying to, like, if you're doing the the thing with the runes where you write them in blood and then smear them to activate it. Use red paint. Use ink. Uh, if, depending on where you're writing them, they make bathtub crayons. You can write the, like, you can use red a red crayon. Um, I tell people Especially if you're using things like mirrors or whiteboards, use red, you know, whiteboard markers. Anything else? If, well, yeah, a dry erase marker. Um, if you want something that like it's gonna stand up a little bit, like if you're putting a candle on top of like a glass plate, and you but you wanted to like do a quote like quote unquote use quote unquote blood to to write like a sigil or a rune down. Um, wet erase markers you can get them at any anywhere you get office supplies and then you need to use like a wet rag to wash it off but it comes right off yeah so there's a ton of alternatives to blood it is not necessary in any way shape or form 
if you feel it's something you really want to do, do the research first. We're going to drop the links in the description so that you guys have the sources. This also ties in just to kind of justify my existence of being in this episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, This also ties into the idea of blood as a sacrifice. There isn't, as Kenna mentioned, there isn't a storied history in heathen lore of blood having power innately. So in that regard, for instance, you often have this idea of, you know, the sacrifice and blood sacrifices and all that. It was less about the blood and more about the life given. I think what I've seen a lot is, uh, well, in the sources, it said the the sacrifice altar was red. Yeah, because they killed stuff on it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make the blood the sacrifice. That makes the animal the sacrifice. Come on. Fastest mm-hmm. way to kill an animal with a knife is to cut a jugular. Like, and then there's blood everywhere. Like, Yeah, exactly. It was a case of we're sacrificing this animal because the animal has inherent worth to our kind of uh, lifestyle. We need it normally because it's quite integral to our existence. Whether it's like, I don't know, a cow or something, it obviously gives milk and all that. And offering the life of the animal is significant because you're, you're having a dramatic impact on your life by offering it. And that's just not really a case for most modern heathens, as in you can't really go to a butcher and like, you know, buy the meat and the, buy the blood. It's because you haven't sacrificed a significant thing apart from money. Yeah. It's a very different dynamic. I'm going to say, like, keeping in mind for, um, like heathens back in the day like they didn't have grocery stores they could go to like that like they had their cow that would give them milk and or maybe a couple and sacrificing that was like a big deal because that's that's missing out on a lot there we go if <laughs> that's summarizing summarizing blood in a heathen tradition it, it was more about the life rather than the blood itself Ta-da. Did it. Did it. <laughs> I swear to God, I start thinking, who knows? What cartoon is it? We did it. We did it. Uh, yeah, it's Dora. From... Oh, yeah, Dora. It is Dora. Yeah. My little brother is 10 years younger than me. I unfortunately had to watch all that shit because he was three at like the height of Dora. God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to think we've been referencing Dora this entire time. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is this is why we shouldn't be doing blood magic, because we're still ten. Oh, God. <laughs> Kenna, you want to do your uh, episode wrap-up? Or is it? Because everyone seems to love it. Yes. Kenna, you're muted. I am a functional human being. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Kenna. Okay. Episode wrap-up is maybe don't do blood magic for a number of reasons. One reason is because it's a fucking biohazard. Another reason is because it's a fucking spiritual hazard. And a third reason is that there's no need to do it. It's not historical or necessary. And there are a million ways to get around anything that says you need it. Good? Are we good? Yeah. And if you're going to start doing it anyway, don't be a dumbass with it. 
that's the like first rule of witchcraft. Don't be that yeah, out. That that's mean. <laughs> no, it's not mean. It's the truth. Like if it's do the research. Please do things safely. You'll be able to enjoy your craft and your religion better. If you don't do the research, we are not responsible for anything that happens. Yes. Perpetual disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every time I talk about things, uh, I always feel like I need to go with the, you know, the classic. Don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Half the shit I have done. Do not try this at home. Well, I think that's that's pretty much all we got. I agree with Verdant. Don't try this at home. Maybe. You know. Eh. Yeah. Um, you want to find Verdant? It's not necessary. You can do it. Yeah. You want to find Verdant? Um, I think <laughs> the only place Verdant is is Discord. Um, yeah. So uh, it's it's a still only on Discord. Warrior yeah, Witch Coven for Nike or our Discord server, which is free. Uh, so, yep. So is Nike's. It's free. Please mm-hmm. feel free to join us and uh, have a chat. Um, with that, thank you all for joining us, and I'm gonna. Have us wrap up episode eight of Coffee Break, and I hope y'all enjoyed your coffee and have a lovely day. And don't forget to weave the connection between the like and subscribe. And remember, keep heathenry weird. Yay. I'm not saying we did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been corrupted now. It's, I make no promise.